the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along this gorgeous Monday afternoon. Kath, I see you're sporting your penguin jersey. Uh, I'm uh, consumed with anxiety. And rightfully so. However, uh-huh. are you more optimistic or pessimistic for the um, chances? Physically sick. I think I said that. Yeah. Do I need I need to tell you what, uh, yeah, what just, side I'm leaning towards? Of course I'm optimistic okay, because good. I believe in the pens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've only had their back up against the wall. I think I read this today twice as far as um, sudden death games. Yeah. And they won them both in the last five seasons. Okay. So I feel like that's an excellent moniker. Yeah, okay. You got to go with it. I, I feel good about things. I do have to confess one thing to you just because, you know, trying to be honest about who I am. Yeah. Um, I had to be with my daughter on Saturday night. And so I did not see the game. You did not. Even in now, here's like the a thing. tape delay? So this is what I did. I recorded it, of course. Yeah. But I ended up leaving where I was so late. It was like uh, 1030 when I left. Mm. And so the game was already over. And so I called my daughter, my younger daughter, and I said, "Hun, did you watch the game? She said, yes. I said, okay, good. Um, I'm planning on coming home and watching it. Do you think that's a good idea? And she said, are you asking me to tell you whether you should watch the game? And I said, Yes, I'm asking you to tell me. And she said, I do not think you should watch the game. <laughs> so, so you pissed. You just yeah, went right by. I went right, by, by. I did. Mm. So sorry about that. It was that. a wise I, use of time. Because the thought of it, I, you know, of course, I went back and read everything like obsessively about it. And then I thought, I'm so glad I did not watch that. Right. Mike, did you watch it? I did. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a great game. It was an excellent was game, game, right? Until the end. Yeah, it was an excellent until the game. the third period. We just right. kind of just... It's lost steam there. Okay. What do you right. think about Murray? Murray's going to be okay? He's going to be fine. All right. He's going to be fine. I'm physically sick, but he'll be fine. How about Las Vegas? How? They're done. About They're going to rest. That's brutal. That's big. Mark andre Oh, my we're gosh. We're behind you. Yeah. Okay, so listen, um, depending upon uh, how things end or begin with the pens, you might want to consider buying a home Why? for the um, upcoming apocalypse. <laughs> Was the three of us are going to live together? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know. Okay. There's some things you just kind of shake. You know, a lot of things you do. This is from the Kansas City Star. Televangelist Jim Baker suggests that if you want to survive the end of days, the best thing you can do Wait, is who's to saying buy- this? Kansas City Star. No, I mean, but who's who? Who is te- who is trying to sell me a? Televangelist Jim Baker. Jim Baker. Although, is he really a televangelist? I guess he does have a show. I did not know he still had a show. Well, apparently, I don't remember anything about Jim Baker post Tammy Faye. Yeah. Well, um, he went to prison. Right. And, and of course, I remember out. that. But apparently, I don't he does even remember a, him getting out. He's got a TV show now because, because as soon as he got out of prison, he was able to resume his television show. Of course, show? I'm sure. Well, no, he probably laid low for a while. Okay. But now he is uh, saying that if you want to survive the end of days, the best thing that you can do is buy one of his cabins 
in Missouri's Ozark Mountains. And while you're at it, be sure to pick up a uh, six 28-ounce Extreme Survival Warfare water bottle for $150. Jim Baker, 78, made the comments promoting his Morningside Church community alongside his co-host and wife, Lori, on an episode of The Jim Baker Show. okay, so he's remarried. Which aired Tuesday. The show is filmed near Branson, Missouri. Then they go into the whole history of uh, Jim Baker and uh, that whole debacle. But now, apparently, there are... um, He says that... um, He says this... Where are you going to go when the world's on fire? Where are you get, Where are you going to go? The place is for God's people. We need some farmers to move here. <laughs> so the screen cuts to images of the pastor's end of the world oh cabin homes God. in Blue Eye, Missouri. Later okay. on, he says the Ozarks is the safest place to live versus living in large cities. He says, do you know that people from the government, from NASA, the research from so many of them, they've said in their research that the safest place to live in troubled times is right here. And that's why God has brought us to the Ozarks. Do you know how that is pitiful? I'm surprised that the safest place to be in the apocalypse is in the family of God. Yeah, not Regardless, somewhere in some right, cabin mountain. It has nothing to do with your geographical mm-hmm. location. It has to do with whether you are loved and protected by God, I would think and so. whether your soul is is secure for eternity. Why do we, as Christians, go down these ridiculous roads? What's surprising is that even after that, people's short memories that they'd want to fold back into that snake oil salesman again. It just makes everybody look bad. Oh, it's tragic. Okay, so you're saying you're not buying one. I'm not going to buy a home in the Ozarks. <laughs> so the three of our families aren't going to like live together in some bring weird it. No, <laughs> just bring the bring the, the end of days. The end of days, let them come. Let them come upon us. Don't I, drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Mm. Because but if God is on our side, then what's what? That's exactly it. Right. That's right. So if people are watching that show. And I wonder what even network it's on, or is it on a network, or maybe it's hopefully it's like local community channel hope, number. Seven. I hope six people are watching it. No, don't hit that button because okay. I have something else I want to say. Right. You know, we had a couple of days off. We took Thursday and Friday we off. Did. Can you get your finger off that oh. button? Don't you touch that button? I mean, for heaven's sake! We have to go. To- Listen. No. No, you don't. Listen, no, we don't, we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. We missed a big holiday on Friday. Oh, geez. Here yeah. it comes. Yeah, we missed a big holiday on Friday. I thought I'm I was safe. I'm super sad we weren't together for it. Mm-hmm. But Friday was John Hall's birthday. It was my birthday, yeah. Oh, what's this? Oh, today <laughs> is your birthday. And I wish no, you don't hit that button. No, let's go. No, don't hit that button. Don't you hit that button. Oh, today. It's a special day. Do you know who this day? is, John, uh, singing this? You, never had you do know who this is. I do. You saw him live? I did. Here in Pittsburgh. Solomon Burke. Yes, that's exactly right. He's singing a song for you. Yeah. Happy birthday, Solomon. John. Thank you, thank you. Okay, Happy honor- birthday, John. <laughs> thank you very much. In honor of your birthday, we're doing something special today. Tell me what. We're going to have John Hall birthday bumper music Monday. <laughs> hey. Okay. All right. So all of our uh, all of our bumper music today, uh, Mike and I have selected as music we believe that you like. Very nice. So you can tell us if we're right I or wrong. I love this. But Mike, I feel pretty I feel pretty optimistic you about do. the things we've okay, chosen. Good. Pretty confident. So as well. Should I hit this now? No, no, I'm not going to hit this. No, don't, no, don't hit don't that button. Down. All right. Don't hit that button. Okay. So anyway, happy birthday Thank to you. you. Was it an excellent day? Was it an Very excellent good. day? Yeah, we went to the Frick and we saw the uh, Monet uh, Picasso exhibit. It was fabulous. Yeah. Went to dinner with my wife. Okay. At? At Tesaro's of all places. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't like some sort of high-end hoo-ha-ha. No, because you don't need it if you're no, going to Tesaro's. No, we went to Tesaro's. It was really What did you night. eat? I had a, a, a bacon blue cheese mm. burger 
with uh, home fries and coleslaw. Oh my! Give me that right now. Yeah, Isn't it's very there, nice. First of all, the burger is spectacular. I love Isn't the, the coleslaw. The best. Fabulous there. We talked about it afterwards. My wife is agreed because my wife makes this coleslaw every time she makes it. You know, she just d- right, does her own put thing. Something else in it. I said, "Could you think you could make it?" She said, "That's like the easiest thing in the world to make." Great. She's convinced by that. So. Uh, it's so I'm all, I'm all for it. It's so so so. Is coleslaw good. like low fat, low? You know, probably not. No, because it has mayonnaise oh, in it. Salad dressing, yeah. It has mayonnaise. I mean, it's, I don't think it's horrible for you. Yeah, but you know, me. it's not I like know. it's healthy. I mean, M and M's like they're going out of style. And I'm more worried about coleslaw. <laughs> you think the coleslaw is bad for me? <laughs> anyway, all right. You want to take us out with a little birthday, okay, John good. Hall birthday bumper music? Right? Nice. Sure. What else? Okay. Do this. I want to hear something? All right. Here See we go. if this is a song John likes. Okay. Right. Uh, Man ups next, right? Oh no, Colson. Little Elvis. WORD. More and more in our day, there are wives and husbands who come into marriage with a history of sexual abuse from their past. Here's Nancy Houston. It's good to know that there is a healing pathway, but it is going to be a healing journey. It's not going to happen overnight. Finding that healing path and understanding God's design for sex next time on Family Life Today with Dennis Rainey. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Hi, it's Mike with Bible League International. I met Cademan in Uganda, Africa. It was a very hot day, an outdoor worship service where hundreds of Christians gathered, many of whom had walked 90 minutes each way to be a part of that service. And afterward, Cademan was hunched over a table with an open Swahili Bible, scribbling down a few verses simply to have some scripture to take into his week to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. His look of determination grew sad as he returned that Bible to its rightful owner who was among just a small handful in that church to have a Bible. Cademan was among most without the Word of God in his own language. In fact, among millions in Africa right now without a Bible in his own language. Bible League is thrilled to partner with WRD to send Bibles to 5,000 Christians in Africa. All it takes is $5. $50 would send Bibles to 10 Christians. How many will you send today? Call 800-670-9110. 800-670-9110 or give it wordfm.com today. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School, 412-242-8886. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. 
See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeo Athletics to fine arts, service activities, and more. Eden Christian Academy. Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years and the slow parade of years without Christ. It's John Hall birthday bumper music Monday. Well, that's a good one, isn't it? Little Jackson Brown. You like Jackson Brown. I love Jackson Brown. Yeah. Leftist as he is. Doesn't matter. Politics notwithstanding. I think it's 1973, I would say. This is just a great song. It is. You know what's interesting? I listened to the whole thing today. There's a guitar solo at the end. Yeah. The guitar solo is atrocious. Is it? Like, if you listen to it, even not being a musician, you would say, that's horrible. Like, they couldn't have done that on a second take? It's really bad. Anyway, we love Jackson Brown. Yeah, we do. Happy birthday, John. Thank you so much. Very, very good. Happy to be here. Thank you. Hey, uh, Greg Clugston joins us every Monday at this time slot. We take a look at uh, Washington, D.C., the good, the bad, and uh, the insanity of it all. Greg, uh, welcome back. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm great. Happy birthday. I, I think we're May birthday buddies. I didn't realize that. Hey, nice. Hey, all three of us are. What's your birthday? Really? Uh, the third. It was last week. I'm ha- the fourth. I'm the 16th. Yeah. No kidding. Huh? Happy birthday to you, Greg. Nice. To all of us. Excellent. Of us. Listen, Greg, well, you know, if we could have done a, you know, happy birthday bumper music for Greg Cluxton last week if we would have known. We can share it. Third and the fourth hey, are connected. Any, I mean, Jackson Brown's good. Anything from the 80s. I'm an 80s okay. music lover, yeah. so uh, all right. can't go wrong. Very nice. All right. We'll work as, on that for as next cheesy week. cheesy as some of it was, it's it's the best. Right, so we could do like Tears for Fears, and oh, we could yeah, do Soft sure. Cell, and you know, absolutely, okay, great, Excellent. little Devo, and we could round it off for Devo, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Greg, let's talk about what's going on in Washington. So, President Trump tweeted today that by tomorrow at two p.m., he's going to announce a decision on whether the U.S. will remain in the nuclear deal with Iran. Tell us about it. Right. We had heard from his press secretary, uh, you know, a half an hour prior to that tweet that we were going to be finding out soon about the decision. And then the president jumped on Twitter and said, yeah, Tuesday, two o'clock Eastern is is the announcement time. So uh, he has given every indication for some time now that uh, he's willing to withdraw, you know, to pull the U.S. out of the deal that was negotiated during the Obama administration. And it's not just a U.S. and Iran deal, it's a U.S., Iran, and several other European allies of the United States. And, but he, is, he criticized it as a candidate, he has been critical of it as a president, and so it's, uh, it remains to be seen exactly what he's going to do, because he has been under pressure from a lot of European allies, including the French president when he was here a week or two ago, and the German chancellor. Uh, some of these European leaders are saying, look, we, we understand some of your, your reservations about the plan, but there should be something in its place, they argue, before you decide to dismantle the agreement. And we'll have to wait and see what happens tomorrow. I see. So uh, obviously, President Trump believes the, um, the treaty is not in the best interest mm-hmm. of the United States. We gave them an awful lot of money as well, didn't we, Greg? Yeah, and he brings that up a lot in his speeches when he talks about this issue. He talks about a, you know, a huge cash payment, and uh, he, he just believes that Iran um, got the better of a lot of the countries involved, including the United States, in this agreement. And he's also concerned that it's going, you know, the deal is going to expire here in a few years, in, in seven years' time. 
And he said, you know, why is that the case? We're going to let uh, Iran move forward at that point if they're not already doing so. And, of course, it was just a week or so ago that the president talked about, um, um, you know, past evidence of showing that uh, that Iran was was not a, a you know a good player to begin with in terms of uh, good faith bargaining uh, because of a past Iran nuclear program. So he basically doesn't trust the Iranian government and believes that uh, other governments should be tougher on holding Iran to be accountable. And uh, tell me what you think about how much Benjamin Netanyahu's video presentation figures into this. Yeah, that that was uh, that came out last week, and and the White House said that Netanyahu uh, had given a heads up to the White House that he was going to be doing it on that day, and what the presentation was going to be like. And there had been further reporting that during his most recent visit here to the White House, uh, that Netanyahu had briefed the president um, about his findings of a previous Iran Iran program. Some of that information wasn't really in dispute, although Netanyahu's argument was, look, we can't trust the Iranians. And, of course, you know, Israel feels the direct impact of, of the threats and the, the rhetoric that has been mm-hmm. coming out of Tehran for a long, long time. Uh, so they obviously have, have a lot at stake here. Um, and, you know, he and Netanyahu and the president have been very close and uh, see eye to eye on a lot of things. And the president has been very pro-Israel, uh, so it, it, it wouldn't be surprising if the president did did decide to go ahead and and make a move on this Iran deal, um, not only because of his own reservations about the agreement and his disdain for the Obama administration and John Kerry, uh, who who helped negotiate the deal, but also to be a friend to Israel. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson is with us. Greg, let's turn now to Korea, North, South, and the United States. Uh, apparently, there there is um, uh, a meeting on the docket, although the time and place and all that has yet to be disclosed. What do you know? Well, we're uh, we're waiting uh, to know exactly those details. The president, uh, for a few days now, has been teasing uh, the fact he announced over the weekend on Twitter. Um, or I, I guess he w- he mentioned this to reporters as well at one of his um, uh, Q and A sessions as he was he was traveling uh, last Friday as well as on Saturday that yeah a time and location have been determined between the United States and North Korea and that he would be announcing that at some point whether that happens this week we're not sure uh, but he he threw out the possibility a number of days ago of possibly meeting in the DMZ which is that. Uh, space between the two Koreas uh, as a possible location. He threw out the uh, the location of Singapore as a possible host site as well. So we don't we don't really know a lot more than what uh, we talked about this time last mm-hmm. week in terms of of the location and the timing. But it it does look as if things are moving forward. The only thing that probably has that has changed on the timeline possibilities was a White House announcement last week that the South Korean president is going to make another visit here to the White House uh, in a couple of weeks from now, in, in toward the end of May. And so uh, a North Korea summit is not expected before that South Korean visit. So either very, very late May or into next month, probably June, is uh, what a lot of people are thinking at this point. 
Greg, there was an interesting article um, in yesterday's New York Times about how difficult it would be. You know, would there be an opening for North Korea to actually pursue nuclear disarmament, which is hard for any of us to believe? But should that be the case, how difficult it would be for outsiders to verify that? It would. It would. They said it would make. You know, how difficult it was to verify what's been going on in Iran. You know, that would be easy compared to the the difficulties that that any um, officials would face going into North Korea. Absolutely. And you do hear White House and administration officials use that word verifiable when they say uh, they want verifiable denuclearization on mm-hmm. the part of North Korea. Yes. How, how, how that would that? look, right, how that would look, what that entails. Uh, we have been down this road before, not only with Iran and North Korea, but some other countries in terms of uh, dismantling weapons programs. Uh, Libya comes to mind, and John Bolton, who is the new national security advisor for President Trump, has uh, thrown up the possibility of uh, of using uh, what happened with Libya as a model of what could happen with North Korea. Uh, the two situations aren't are exactly parallel, but uh, there are some similarities. Um, it, it brings up it brings up the the point too that the Bolton and some others have have been very strong in their language and their rhetoric uh, regarding the North Korean uh, government. Uh, and of course, there have been past deals that the North. Uh, has signed with the U.S. and others, and they simply have not kept up their end of the bargain. And so uh, trust and verification are going to be very, very important for the United States. Isn't it interesting to look at the uh, the images that have been coming out of Kim Jong-un, uh, certainly one of the uh, greatest uh, despots of the 21st century, but there he is, like, you know, smiling all cute and mm-hmm. cuddly, and you think, well, you know, maybe there's a change of heart here. But, you know, our, our memories are so short, he is a murder extraordinaire. Yeah, and that has given a lot of people pause, I think, John, in terms of uh, if if holding the summit is, is wise for President Trump and good for the United States and good for the prospect for world peace, and especially there on the Korean Peninsula, uh, really questioning exactly if Kim Jong-un is being, um, you know, forthright, if he's being genuine in, in this move, or if there's something else at play. Uh, there's also a lot of questions, valid questions, I think, about the role China uh, is playing what kind of information what what kind of promises or guarantees if there are any uh, might the chinese government have have made to uh, to you know north korea uh, that is either known by u.s officials or unknown by the u.s in terms of 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 what the president might have in terms of a knowledge base going into a summit with north korea so there there are a lot of still open questions on this as to uh, you know the the wisdom of, of moving forward just because of the track record that the North Koreans have. Greg Klugsman is with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Uh, Greg, let's talk about Gina Haspel. Um, this is Trump's nominee to head the CIA, and uh, she's been criticized for weeks now over um, her ad- I don't know advocacy is it not the right word her use of enhanced interrogation. Um, is there a, is there a chance that she'll step down? She'll withdraw her name from the process. Well, that was the big story late last week and over the weekend that she had um, she had offered to withdraw her nomination, and there had been a big push by uh, White House officials rushing over to her office at at uh, CIA. She's acting director of the agency uh, to talk her out of, of of withdrawing her nomination. And the explanation that we got just a short time ago from Sarah Sanders was, look. The the main misgivings that Gina Haspel had was was putting 
the CIA's reputation at risk. She didn't want it to be tattered. She mm-hmm. didn't want it to be um, attacked during confirmation hearings. Uh, and so the White, that was the White House characterization of her, her concerns. Uh, apparently, she's over those concerns. She's been making the rounds on Capitol Hill to the meeting with various senators uh, who are going to be a part of those confirmation hearings on Wednesday. And the White House, along with President Trump on Twitter, uh, fully backing Haspel, saying she's, uh, she's qualified, she's the right and best person to lead the agency, and that any questions about the interrogation uh, of prisoners and detainees after the 9-11 attacks, uh, she will be fully uh, prepared to handle, and uh, they're confident that uh, she's 100% and moving forward right now. It's interesting to hear this conversation. I was coming into work this morning, and I was flipping through the dial, and I heard uh, a report talking about she's a shadowy figure. Well, uh, she's she's worked for the CIA. Right, she doesn't uh, work for the FDA. You'd imagine that someone who works anywhere in close proximity to the CIA would have some shadow to them. Right. She's, she's worked at the CIA for over 30 years. The majority of those years... Um, uh, you know, as an undercover operative. So um, I, I think those those adjectives would probably apply given her position, yes. yes. Um, all right, one last quick question for you, Greg. I know we're running out of time, but I have to ask you what the feeling is in, on Capitol Hill about Rudy Giuliani. I mean, it seems like 50% of the people think that he completely blew it when he gave his interview to Fox News, and the other half of the people think that he was just using appropriate legal strategy. Yeah, it, dep- it absolutely depends on who you talk to as to whether he's being effective. Sarah Sanders was asked if the president is happy with Giuliani's performance over the past few days, and she essentially said that uh, even though she hadn't talked to the president specifically about his opinion about Giuliani, she believes that the former New York mayor uh, is a valuable addition to the to the president's legal team. Uh, but there are there are very serious questions about whether he's done more harm uh, than good in terms of trying to, uh, you know, nail down uh, some of the specifics uh, regarding the president's legal issues and whether or not the, the statements he has made have been consistent with the president and the other attorneys uh, representing the president of the United States. And so those are all open questions. And uh, I, I think it's safe to say it was a bumpy uh, opening in terms of all, all of these media interviews, not just on Fox, but also some other news outlets as well. And uh, in some cases, Giuliani may have raised a few more questions than he was trying to put the rest. <laughs> yes, there's the rub. Well, Greg, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Happy belated birthday to you. And the same to you as well as Kathy's upcoming. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. Tell me what you see. I hear their cries. Just say if it's too late for me. Commence Exxon and mobile field test. Scientists observe Subject C at station. Subject C forgot his wallet. Subject C uses the SpeedPass Plus app to pay for gas and earn rewards with the tap of a button. Subject C is a cool guy. Subject C actually looks like my cousin Carl. Subject C is my cousin Carl. Conclusion, SpeedPass Plus is the quick, fast, secure way to pay for gas, and Subject C wrecked my jet ski. Yes, you did, Carl! Exxon and Mobile. Energy lives here. Visit exxon.com or mobile.com for details. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeo Athletics to Fine Arts, Service Activities, and more, Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. 
Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. For just five quarters a day, you can sponsor a child through Compassion International. It's pocket change to you. It's life changing for a child in need. Be part of the change. Become a sponsor now at Compassion.com slash radio. That's Compassion.com slash radio. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping, like today. Stay road ready for half the price. Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw will change your oil and filter for half off at just $19.95. For repair and maintenance, ASC certified techs, Napa parts, and a fair price, go with Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Patchy clouds around tonight. Temperature seasonable, though, a low of 51 degrees. A blend of clouds and sunshine expected tomorrow. Could see a spotty shower or thunderstorm in the afternoon with a high of 74. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night, a low of 55. Then a warmer day on Wednesday. It will be dry with partial sunshine. An afternoon high up to 78 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. John Hall birthday bumper music Monday. Very nice. Little Jackson Brown. Big Jackson. Mm-hmm. Do you uh do you have any Jackson in your in your play? Do you have anything else? I have uh, Doctor My Eyes. I okay. don't have this one, but I like this one okay. a lot. I feel like I, I should add it to my library. The Pretender is um yeah, that's, an early right. favorite album of mm-hmm. Jackson Brown of mine. Yeah, just fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay, um speaking of favorites, no surprise, but the best cake in Pennsylvania. Prantles. Burnt almond tort. Yep. Mike, um, mm-hmm. are you raising your hands in celebration? Well, actually not. Just Very nice. Just one hand. The Food Network has hailed the tort as the best cake from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Martha Holmberg, the CEO of the International Association of Culinary Professionals, has called the tort iconic and said that it is going to be incorporated into the group's annual conference when it comes to Pittsburgh in March of 2020. The accolades made its creator, founder of Prantles, Henry Prantle, feel proud. He said, it has been the greatest thing for me. The Upper St. Clair resident will be turning 82 later this month. will be attending the celebration of Prantles' grand opening of its bakery in Greensburg on Thursday. It's the third Prantles in western Pennsylvania. That's a good. Now, it's been at least 10 years, I would think, since the Huffington Post declared the burnt almond tort the best cake in America. So I don't mean Mm -hmm. to say this is a step down. But I'm just saying that I believe that we already knew it was the best cake in Pennsylvania if we've right. already agreed that it's the best cake in America. Yes. You know. Henry Prandtl said he got the idea for the cake when he attended a, a, an event in California called the Baker's Dozen in Anaheim back in the early 70s. Thirteen bakers demonstrated how to make a particular item that was sold in their shop. He said, I cannot remember the gentleman's name, but on his return to Pittsburgh, um, I looked at this this cake and he said it was originally a sponge cake, a sponge cake. And so he, he said, well, he, he didn't want, he didn't like sponge cake. Mm-hmm. So instead, he had a really great yellow cake recipe, and uh, he folded that into the recipe and made the Prantle cake, which we all know now. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. He said he also never liked the idea of burnt as part of the name because people would think that the almonds were burned when in fact they were toasted. 
Yeah, we can't go back now. No. We can't call it the Toasted Almond Tour because no, no, no one's no, going to know what no. we're talking about. You know, a number of Pittsburgh bakeries have tried to mimic that cake. It's but, no um, way. It's not the same. I mean, yeah. I've had a lot of those knockoffs yeah. just because I like the original so much. You know, I kind of sample it in other places. Mm-hmm. No. He says um, it, he's not sure that they make it the proper way every time, which includes making the custard with fresh eggs. I never took shortcuts every time. I tried to make the cake as best as I could. I think it's mm-hmm. a cake to die for if it's done properly, he says. I'm telling you, that custard layer in the middle, oh. is it's so cold, mm. isn't it? It's just so Delish. cold and delicious. Yeah. I haven't talked about this, but two weeks, uh, it was two weeks on Sunday. I haven't had any sugar. Oh, you're pulling back from all sugar. Mm-hmm. That's brave. That is so I thought good. I'd give it a try because, yeah. you know, I've been trying to lose five pounds, yeah. okay, because, you know, I want to fit in my pants, pants. Five, pan- five pounds. And so I thought I just I should just, How you How do know. you avoid sugar? Well, I mean, I'm not, t- like, I had ketchup the other day. I'm not, like, being Hardcore. crazy about it, but I'm not eating, like, my daily serving of biscotti as I have been, and I haven't had any. Oh, that's my loss because you come in here with the biscotti. So I guess I'll be going sugar-free at work yes, as well. Yes, sorry. Uh, anyway, no it's coke just, for you. I got to be honest. First of all, I've only lost like two and a half, two pounds. So like, well, is how it really it been? worth it? It's been two weeks. That's pretty darn good. I don't think it is. I'm looking for dramatic weight loss to justify the deprivation. Okay. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. See, I'm fine like throughout the day, but yeah. it's after dinner. Me too. I become like the Tasmanian devil. I know. And I, really, I want to eat like the baseboards. What? I don't know why that is. I really I like. Uh, I'll go. Do we have any cookies? Is there any candy? I mean, I like running mm-hmm. around the house like you know Ray Milland on the Lost Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I need sugar. I need sugar. What is wrong with I that? It's mean, just crazy. I don't know. It's very. I mean, I, I finished my uh, my lunch yesterday, and all I could think of is it's Sunday, and I should have a biscotti for crying out should. loud. It's the Sabbath, right? So did you, what? Did you sit in a funk all day because of that? No, but I didn't have it. Because yeah, I didn't want to break my two week streak, so I don't. People, you gonna I don't have a even cheat day know. on your birthday. I have to have cake on my birthday, you guys. The prantles. I have to. I think you do. Definitely. I think I have to. Do you think there's any it's sugar just, in that in that cake? <laughs> probably. A, I mean, just it's probably little, like five cups. Just little bits. You know, I bet Amy Barnes could like help me to feel better about it because knowing that she's a woman, mm-hmm. knowing that we're about the same age, she is probably trying to fit into her pants as well. <laughs> Amy Barnes. And she probably struggles in this way, but she's much funnier about it than I am. Amy Barnes headed to Pittsburgh May 11th. Hey, that's this Friday. Oh, that. Oh, you're going to be the MC, aren't you? Yes. This Friday yeah. is nice. Ladies' Night Out. I just realized it was this Friday. Right, right before you hit stage, yeah. why don't you have yourself a baby Ruth? <laughs> just <laughs> let that sugar just rush all over you. I'd, I'd pay to what see that. What happens when you haven't had sugar and then you have it? Is it going to be like... What do you think happens? <laughs> like everything's calm and cool? Excuse me. It's like Apollo 11. Boom. <laughs> There you go. Hey, Kath. Oh, really, I would love to see that. Oh. That'd be so fabulous. Amy Barnes, this Friday night, ladies' night out. We're going to have a wonderful evening. Tickets are still available, but you have to get yours now, wordfm.com. We're going to hear a little bit of Amy. Mike, can you pull it up for us? Uh, we live in Seattle. I don't know how much you know about Seattle, but where we live, it is legally frowned upon to spank your children. So if that's the only thing you know you had in your parental toolbox, you might be in trouble. Uh, But I want you to know that I have combed through the laws. And as it turns out, there still is, there's tons of stuff that it is still legal to do to your children. (laughs) And I'm going to share some of those with you tonight in case you are short on ideas. Maybe. 
Well, your kids done done wrong, and I bet that you witnessed. You tried to be chill, but they're so naughty and mustis. They slipped right off the track, and now you're trying to get them back. Before your cool done run out, I'll be giving you suggestions. Nothing can protect them but divine intervention. I reckon it's about your turn to teach something they all learn. But you can't spank your kids no more, no more. It's like those kids aren't yours. Right now, you're probably like, Amy, what can we do? So I'm gonna tell you. You can. Send them off to bed without a bite to eat. Shave their head and eyebrows while they sleep. <laughs> they wake up in the morning and know that they're love, 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 love. Okay, maybe you want to do the spanking instead. That'd be rough, wouldn't it? I've never spanked. Never once. No, I never did spank. And your kids but are- I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that I have like a great belief structure about yeah, no. it. I'm just saying that I had two girls who yeah. could be, you know, manipulated by other means. My boys are the same way. I spanked my kid one time, one swat only. He holds it over my head all the time, like you know, I'm like you know, how could you, Dad? The greatest mass murder in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Remember that time you spanked me? Oh yeah, you were like five, and I like <laughs> whacked your little bum and made you sit on the side of the bed. Right. Yeah. It's like that night my dad grounded me in kindergarten. <laughs> right. Not That's sure what rough. it was for, but it was traumatic. Okay. Amy Barnes, Get Ladies Night Out. Yeah. Ladies Night Out is going to be a great night on Friday. Wordfm.com. Plus Cascanita, Baby Ruth, live <laughs> on stage. <laughs> WORD. Summer hasn't even officially begun, but already Word FM is talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half price tuition deals now at WordFM.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list now at WordFM.com. Word tuition. Individual results may vary. My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Do you dream of owning your own home? Dollar Bank's free Mortgages for Mothers workshop can show you how to break the rent cycle. You'll learn the right way to home ownership with a plan to strengthen your savings and create less debt. You can even get help with restoring bad credit. 
Join Lynn Hayes Freeland and Dollar Bank at the free Mortgages for Mothers Home Buying Workshop, Saturday, May 19th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Child care will be available. To register, visit mortgagesformothers.com today. Dollar Bank, Equal Housing Lender. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals, but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit A1Now.com. Hi, this is Tun Shokin. Kick off your Memorial Day weekend with me and my good buddy Craig Wolfley on Saturday, May 26th at the Great Lawn across from Heinz Field for our 16th annual Walk for the Homeless. The fun begins at 8 a.m. and ends with lunch and festivities. Money raised that day will benefit Light of Life Rescue Mission, an organization that provides food, shelter, and hope for Pittsburgh's homeless and hurting. There are many ways to get involved. Form a team to walk, become a business sponsor, or volunteer. For more information, visit lightoflife.org or call 412-258-6128. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day, and our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. John Hall birthday bumper music Monday. Nice. Happy birthday, John. Thanks so much. It's a great present. Isn't that a great song? Isn't that a great song? It's such a happy song. Is who's what the group? Lighthouse. Spiral staircase, Spiral my friend. Staircase. They are on the cover. I saw it, looked at the LP today online. Uh, they're they're dressed in like what you wore to the prom. <laughs> <laughs> the green tuxedo, mm-hmm. very like the nice. Gi- ginormous bow tie and like That's... all the weird ruffles that look like cake frosting. I love that. You don't hear that kind of sound, that happy sound in I today's know. music. Isn't that the truth? That's just another era. It really mm-hmm. is. Hey, uh, June 9th, it is Man Up once again, Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Listen, if you're a guy, join other guys in your home, in the neighborhood, in the city. Mike Tomlin's going to be there, Bruce Bickle, John Nuzo, Ed Glover, you name it. There's a bunch of guys. I've been to this event. It's really powerful. Men sharpening iron with other men. Really, just an excellent day. It starts uh, like 8.30 in the morning, goes until 3.30. So it's a little chunkier Saturday, but the benefits you'll receive are tremendous. Here to talk to us about Man Up is John Nuzo from uh, Impact Christian Church in Victory Cranberry. Family Victory Family Church. Sorry. Hey, John, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. How are you all doing? Good, good. What's going on? Uh, looking forward to Man Up. All right, John, tell us about it. Well, you know, the event uh, that is uh, done through, of course, Urban Impact, uh, I just love the event. We've been a part of it for years, last couple years. This will be our third year that they'll hold it at, uh, at Victory here in Cranberry. But I just love the event because it, it does a couple things for men. One is that it puts you in an environment where you actually can be discipled in a way that is relevant to the things that matter. To, to men being a, a husband, a father, leading your family well. 
preparing for life if you're a young man. Uh, it's just an incredible environment with amazing speakers, and the breakouts are incredible. And uh, But I think the second part of it, uh, which is so equally important, is that it gives men an understanding that if you don't live within a purpose greater than yourself, uh, you're never really going to experience the fullness of God's grace in your life, and you're going to live, in a sense, a half-life if you just simply live to solve your own problems for your whole life. John, a, a lot of guys, a lot of young guys, don't get the idea of men with men because it's not something they grew up with. The, you think right. about the the lack of fathers in society today. It's a heartbreak, right? And I'm sure you see this all the time at your church. But why is that? I mean, what is the deal with men have just vacated their premise of being a man, a husband, a father? Is it just a you know a 21st century thing, or what else is going on? Well, you know, I think if you if you take all of the cultural issues that are going on today, which are pretty significant. I think they all kind of drill down to one simple premise, is that God said he made man in his likeness and in his image, and he made them male and female. And so when you look at the uniqueness of men and the uniqueness of women, that in, in both of them together you find the full image of God in the distortion of a culture, which is not necessarily a group of people that disagree with me, but there are just two kingdoms, kingdom of light and kingdom of darkness. And from the beginning, uh, the work in the book of... Uh, Genesis that Satan sought to do with Adam and Eve was to distort the image of God in them, to doubt the veracity of what God said. And so what's happening, I believe, in culture to men is is just a direct reflection in every area of culture today to distort the image of God in man, to break that, that, that image that God wanted through men and women. And so culture has actually made it a negative to be a man that is distinct and, and focused and purposeful, and it's almost politically incorrect to say that you want to lead your family yeah. sacrificially. It's 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 insanity, but uh, it's a culture. You know, it's not natural, I think, for, for men to want to hang out with other guys, especially in a larger group, right? I mean, we're talking about, right. uh, we're doing an event here, Ladies Night Out. Well, women are jumping right. for that because it's so much fun. They want to be together. By by nature, women are much more relational than men. So yes. is it a hard sell for you to talk to men and say, come together on a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and be part of something that's bigger than yourself? Well, you know, I think it is until you... You to, until men really grasp the reality that if they don't live for something greater than themselves, if they aren't engaged in a purpose for their life, if they're not living for something in, in, at that level, they're, they're living a half-life. And so when men come together and realize that God, God literally made us to, to go literally conquer something, and men, when they feel the presence of God, they don't want to cry. They want to go tear something down or build something up. Yeah. And... And that's one of the uniquenesses of the event is that that so many people never live outside of their own problems. And so much of even, if we're not careful, what we do in Christianity is telling people how God can solve their problems when, in reality, the greatest aspect of getting our lives together is when we step into the purpose of God of serving other people beyond our own needs. And when you live for a purpose, then you literally step into the comparison to me would be Asking God to solve my problem is putting my toe in the water, stepping into God's purpose for my life, greater than my life. It's like stepping under Niagara Falls. One is completely life-changing, and I think there's a great deception that once I get these 17 things correct in my life, or this fixed and that you know, taken care of, then I can do 
something for God beyond myself, and it's just the opposite. So that's one of, I think, the, the, the pushes of Man Up, is that, hey, let's not just come together to be equipped, come together and let's go do something together that makes a difference. John Uso is with us. Victory Family Church is where Man Up is this year. Saturday, June 9th, registration is on right now, org. John, what about this, all these speakers? I mean, there's something about, you know, when you see Mike Tomlin or you see Tun Chilkin, uh, Ed Glover. I mean, guys that you, you are recognizable to the name and the culture here within the city of Pittsburgh. When you see guys like that, especially guys who are, don't have a deeper connection to, to faith or, or Christ at all, and they see a guy like that standing on stage and talking about something that's transparent or something that's broken in their own lives, I mean, it's good to identify with that, right? Yeah, it sure is, and it's not. The, and then there's a, a, a lot of other pastors in the area that will be doing specific breakouts, and they cover a lot of things, everything from dealing with divorce to being a dad to just so many issues that men have to contend with today, and they're very, very specific, the breakouts, and then the general sessions are remarkable. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I know to the purpose issue, that's why I know Coach Tomlin comes, is he wants to be there because it speaks to, what somebody else did for him to give him an opportunity in life, and he wants to be able to to give that back. And uh, so, and I love, I just absolutely love the connection, and that this is born out of uh, Urban Impact and Ed Glover, because of the work they're doing in our city and serving uh, uh, just the, these remarkable people that have amazing potential, and and serving them and and doing everything we can to help them step into God's plan for their life and. Uh, it just, I love the combination, and the, what brought these unique people all together was not just, you know, let's go learn something, but let's go do something for someone else that can make a, an eternal difference. Outstanding. Well, Pastor, thanks so much. We appreciate you spearheading this as well with a group of, of fine men throughout western Pennsylvania. Looking forward to, again, Man on Pittsburgh, and it's uh, this night, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry, Pennsylvania. Pastor, thanks an awful lot. You bet. Glad, glad to be with you. Thank you. Our pleasure is ours. Hey, online right now, manuppittsburgh.org. It's not an expensive thing to go through uh, money-wise. You're going to meet other guys. Iron sharpens iron. June 9th, Victory Family Church, manuppittsburgh.org. Hi, Tom Bodette. Haven't tried slam poetry yet. Motel 6, comfortable, clean, always low prices. Know what I mean? Are you traveling? Are you on the road? Make Motel 6 your humble abode. You will get a good night's sleep. I know this poem's not very deep. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on. So go and book online at motel6.com. Mic drop. When you're thinking about getting a mortgage, everyone has a piece of advice. And believe me, you'll hear it all. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. And the thing I've learned about mortgage advice is everyone has some. But not everyone has what's right for you. Rocket Mortgage has helped millions get the information that they need. Based on real data, we've made everything easy to understand so you can confidently make the right decision and get a solid approval in as few as eight minutes. In fact, for eight years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Rocket Mortgage. Check it out. Take your time. 
And if you have questions, we'll be here with expert advice you can trust. Because we know that buying a home is one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make. So give us a call at 800-QUICKEN or visit rocketmortgage.com today to learn more. Start the journey toward your perfect home with America's largest mortgage lender. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Results may vary. The nation's largest Christian music festival. Creation Northeast. Celebrating its 40th anniversary. Returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania. June 27th through the 30th. Featuring Toby Bath. 14 in Country. Jeremy Cam. Bethel Music. Mandisa. Hillsong Young and Free. Jordan Feliz. A special reunion of classic Petra and more. Plus speakers Tony. Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adams, Abdu Murray, Vince Vitale, and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer, maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. Give me a kiss to fill a dream on, <laughs> and my imagination will drive upon that kiss. Sweetheart, I ask no more than this A kiss the bell, a dream on Isn't that lovely? Mm. Well, Louis Armstrong a kiss before you leave What a great... There's just, what can you say? I was listening to Ella and Louie over the weekend And, you know, that sound That will never, ever, ever be replicated in any way And the weird thing about it is his trumpet playing is a gift from God. The end of this song, or no, probably two thirds of the way through this song, is my very. Can you keep it playing? There we go. Is my very favorite thing he's ever played. I mean, I we have like the whole Louis Armstrong yeah, yeah. collection, and we have the whole Ella and Louis together. Right, right. But this one, what he plays, it, this little trill to, here. Yeah, well, it's listen. not a trill. He has to go through a whole other verse before he does it. That's okay. I oh, think this we're not going to get it. We have to go. Oh, we're not going to get it. Sorry. Second hour, we'll play. Okay. So thanks enough a lot. This is a Kath birthday this is, present to me. Yeah, this is John Hall bumper birthday bumper music. Yeah, so Monday. my birthday was Friday, but we weren't here. No, and I felt badly. I didn't feel bad. I took my okay, day off. Ready? Oh, we got to go. All right. Okay. Well, we'll come back. Well, we'll play it again. Come All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what happened? We can't. We can't play that. Oh, 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 the song. Oh, I see. I thought we had to go to break, but just this. Oh, right. Oh, Mike's oh, turning I red see. here. I see. I see what's going on. I thought uh, we were going to break, too. but Mike's like, no, the song's no, going to run just, out. You don't have that clip. That's too bad because that's the best part, Mike. Just cut out the best part. That's the okay. best part. Yeah. Okay. One thing I also think we need to mention mm. is the fact that new Mike is uh, handicapped. He sure is. He, he suffered an injury mm-hmm. um, over the weekend. Mike, I think you might need to tell us about that just so that we can you know, no. feel guilty. For, not feel guilty, but feel badly for you. It's a little you. embarrassing. You know, yeah. Anytime you hurt yourself and you're walking around with like right. something on your yeah. body. But he's got his arm in a sling. And it's yeah. not like, you know. It wasn't some heroic measure. You didn't, right. you didn't, you didn't save anyone out of a fiery uh, building yeah, exactly. or anything. No. It's church softball. Church softball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, in the, in the pantheon of hero actions, it's pretty low. Okay, but what, so were you going for a fly ball? Were you pitching the game and you, you need Tommy John or what? I, hopefully I'm not going to need Tommy John, but it's the first time I played shortstop, and it's the last time I'll play shortstop. Yeah. See, we should be nicer to Jordy outfield. Mercer, I'm telling you that. Right, yeah, right. seriously. Uh, but yeah, I went to dive for a ball, and I, I landed on my shoulder awkwardly, and I heard... Mm, and yeah, yeah, stuff ripping and tearing. Of course, I'd try to, you know... Be the prideful man and be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. But your wife was there to intervene. Yeah. Yeah. My wife looked at me. She goes, Mike, you're pale. We're leaving. We're going to, (laughs) Uh you need an x-ray. I said, no, I'm fine. She goes, Mike, 
She gave me that look. Uh-huh. All right. Oh get up God. and go. Okay. So now you're All walking right. around in a little black sling. You got yeah. your uh, your right arm in there. Yep. The good news is you're left-handed, so that yes. does help. Yes. However, watching you put your headphones on at the top of the show <laughs> it was actually was a comedy challenge. Bit. It was super entertaining. It was. I want to see it again. Yeah. Well, we'll see it a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, Mike. Under the surgeon's knife, perhaps the ride home. Best wishes to Mike. The ride home. The word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says he will announce his decision on whether to keep the U.S. in the Iran nuclear agreement on Tuesday. The president tweeted that he will announce his decision on the Iran deal at 2 p.m. Eastern time here at the White House. He has suggested for some time now that he will pull out of the agreement unless it is revised, but he faces intense pressure from European allies not to do so. The president is up against a self-imposed Saturday deadline over whether to uphold the 2015 nuclear deal that was negotiated during the Obama administration. Greg Clugston, the White House. Taking a look at the Wall Street numbers today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up by 95 points to 24,357. The Nasdaq rose 56. The S&P advanced 9. Oil continued its advance up a dollar one to over $70 a barrel. It closed at $70.73. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. Individual results may vary. He wasn't developing relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the different ologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could connect the dots, so to speak, because there was something just disconnected for her. Something Brain Balance did for me was help me understand why Louie was the way he was. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. At school, the teachers can't believe the change that has come about. Now he has a voice, whereas before he didn't have one. So for that, we're so grateful to Brain Balance. It's just been amazing what Brain Balance has done for her. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. It costs about $47,000 a year to keep one person in prison. With 2.3 million inmates in the U.S., that's over $60 billion a year. And what about the cost in broken marriages and families, the wives and kids of inmates who are doing time on the outside? Thankfully, Kairos Prison Ministry is making a difference. In fact, this nonprofit, non denominational ministry has been around for nearly 40 years, training Christian men and women like you and me to proclaim the gospel to inmates and their families and to demonstrate the tangible love of Jesus Christ. And they do it all free of charge for state and federal institutions, reducing the rate of recidivism from 50 to 20%. If you've been looking to do something bold and meaningful for God, consider doing time with inmates and their families. New 25-member teams are forming now. 
To find out more, call 412-368-6691. Kairos Prison Ministry, 412-368-6691. A moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marsha from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84 PA on the Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day. During this annual event, two giant tents will hold 20-plus old-time crafters, sharing their wares with you like sheep shearing, wool spinning, quilting, and leather punching. Our old-fashioned chore girls will be churning butter, kneading bread dough, and rolling pie dough, and they'll need lots of helpers, too. Take the tour of our modern milking facility, where you get to try your hand at milking Sally the Tour Cow. The Springhouse Cooks will feature all kinds of fabulous eats inside, too. So come hungry for hot roast beef and gravy, real mashed potatoes, and so much more. Farm Heritage Day at the Springhouse on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, 11 to 4. Let us share a little of our farm with you. Springhousemarket.com or give us a call at 724-228-3339. Patchy clouds around tonight. Temperature seasonable, though, a low of 51 degrees. A blend of clouds and sunshine expected tomorrow. Could see a spotty shower or thunderstorm in the afternoon with a high of 74 Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night, a low of 55. Then a warmer day on Wednesday. It will be dry with partial sunshine, an afternoon high up to 78 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You know, for like the last couple of years, you go and you order some fast food, and you see the calorie content next to the item? Oh, yeah. I like that. I like it, too. Yeah, it's comforting to me in some way. A little, Just a little knowledge is helpful. Just a little bit of saying, okay, well, do I really need the 200 extra calories exactly. that the slice of Swiss cheese and bacon is going to give me? Right. Like usually whenever I, like, like when I go to the airport, one of the treats that I do before I get on a flight, because usually they're morning flights, mm-hmm. is I get an Egg McMuffin. Oh, which is delicious. Because of course you're not going to get anything to eat on the plane. No. So I figure that's a good little base. Holy smokes. Are they loaded? Oh my goodness gracious. I, I mean, I forget what... It, but it was well over a thousand calories. <gasps> I mean, it was like crushing. And they're so small. I, I have know. to be honest. When I eat one, I wish I had two. Me too, but not not anymore. But, okay, so those calorie connections with your food purchases, yeah, three hundred calories, right? Oh, three hundred. Yeah. For an, an egg, egg, for an egg McMuffin. Yeah. What John, am I, I don't know. You should. You you, you were maybe, maybe had a dog of ice cream your, on there. Not wearing your glasses. <laughs> maybe he was looking at the extra large shamrock shake. What well, was five thirty in the morning? Okay. So anyway, <laughs> that faux pas notwithstanding. Yes, three hundred calories. Now I want. Uh, were one. you sure about that, Mike? I want to go double check on that. Because okay? I was like, what the heck was going on there? Anyway, um, um. Today, as of today, the Obama-era rules that require thousands of U.S. restaurants, stores, and movie theaters to post nutritional information for items on their menus kicks in nationwide. So the big chains, like the McDonald's and all mm-hmm. the fast foods, they've already sort of, you know, they were ahead of the curve. Right. But now, whether you order a, what, a pizza. So the, the rules are if it's more than 20 locations, 
right? So oh, you have to do that. But if it's less than 20, you wouldn't. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. I wondered how that would work for a mom and pop place. Yeah, more than 20. So all the major chains, Taco Bell, right, like I was at Panera this. yesterday or the day before yesterday. It's and all going to kick they in. They were all there. Were they? Chick- yeah, they were all there, the calories. Because, now it's interesting you bring this up, because I was trying to decide between two salads and I went with the one that had fewer calories because they were listed. Oh, interesting. There. And I really wouldn't have been able to tell otherwise. So okay. I kind of like it too. So here's the problem. So the big pizza chains, the Domino's, the Pizza Hut's, all those. How do you decide how much is in a pizza? Exa- that's pizza? exactly it. So one of the guys from uh, the big pizza lobbyist, which is, can you imagine? But a pizza lobbyist? Part- there's there's pizza. a pizza lobbyist? Yes, there are. Uh huh. So uh, they're, they're saying. That. Regrettably, the FDA one-size-fits-all approach demonstrates a stunning lack of understanding about consumer preferences and the pizza category, says Tim McIntyre, who is chair of the American pizza community. Yes, the chair of the APC. Right. Now, clearly, that's part of a lobbying effort. You know that's got to be, right? Pizza's unique ordering variations create countless combinations, making it difficult to accurately deliver information on printed menu boards and costly to maintain, he said in a statement. Why is it costly to maintain? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you put it up there, right? But the thing is, how could you – you're going to sprinkle cheese on pizza. You're not going to be able to sprinkle the exact same amount on every single bit of the Pie. Yeah, well, what if you get like, you know, uh, I want a um, pepperoni, bacon, and half a green pepper pizza. Right. How, How do you do that? You can't. I, no, there's yeah, no variation on that. So no. they're trying to figure that out. You think they would have. Anyway. Okay, so, but that has made a difference in how you order your food. Does it? Has it made it? Yes. Well, with the Egg McMuffin, it, it didn't work. <laughs> it did I still ate it. How many did you eat there? That's just one. I just, oh, just one. Okay. I had one Amy muffin and a glass of orange juice, mm-hmm. and that was fine until Denver. Then I had a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'd want something that lasted me longer than that. I got to be honest really? with you. Yeah, an egg McMuffin always to me disappears too fast, and it makes me sad. Hmm. So I'd rather have like a bag of nuts that I can eat over like a thirty-minute period because that just makes me, you know, enjoy this experience more than the egg McMuffin. When you fly, do you get yourself a little treat? Always and yeah, without fail. Me too. Like, you know what I love when I fly? I like um, like spicy trail mix. That Isn't seems that, exotic to that's me. That's delicious. Sure is. That's delicious. How many calories are in that? A bajillion. Probably a lot. I always try to find some delicious. What about, talk about calorie hit, like honey roasted nuts, like honey oh, roasted almonds. That's good. They're delicious. Yeah. They are loaded I'm sure up they are. Yeah, yeah. With calories. Yeah, yeah. I love those. All right, so- are you I sure about I that? also <laughs> sure about that, Mike. <laughs> You're not believing me. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I thought that I was, you know, spot on about that. I'm also committed to getting a salty and a sweet snack when I'm traveling, just so you can, you know, mm-hmm. pair Make them off. Right. That was when I was eating sugar. You remember back when it, the old Kathy from old two Kathy. weeks ago that was eating sugar? But you know what? Here's the deal with you. You're going to be like super skinny but miserable. Right. I know. Well, I'm not so, even going to be super skinny since I haven't had sugar for two weeks and I've only lost like two and a half pounds. Uh, you know, probably the longest uh, I've gone without sugar. Yeah. I don't know. An hour. <laughs> I just, I'm just being being who I am here. Okay, I'm just saying. Oh, I just think it's depressing. Anyway, uh, last Friday we missed celebrating a wonderful holiday on we the ride did. home, and that's the birthday of John Hall. You know what? May the fourth be with you. All those years it was mm-hmm. my birthday, May fourth, yeah, and all of a sudden it becomes like it has been Star taken Wars. over, right? Uh-huh. Oh, today, Friday. Friday. is your birthday. 
Friday was my birthday. And I wish you I always like my birthday. Do you like your birthday? I like my birthday. I like your birthday. Thank you. Sure. I like that you like my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greg Cluxon, May 3rd. Isn't that nice? Me, May 4th. Yeah. Me, May 16th. And our friend Megan, May 5th. That's that's right. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, making spirit. My mom, May 9th. Nice. See? My, my dad, May 14th. Quinn Hall, May 1st. <sighs> I'm telling you, we're heavily invested yeah. in May. I love the May. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing John Hall yeah. bumper birthday music. No, you screwed it up. Oh. It's John Hall birthday. Hard, <laughs> hard to believe I would do that. <laughs> Just say. It's the, First of all, this is Solomon Burke. Yeah. Whom who I love. You went and saw live at... Uh, Hartwood Acres right. a few years back. Right, He's right, right. sadly passed since. What a great singer. Uh-huh. I mean, so when I heard this, I never heard his birthday song, but it's... No, it's good. Fabulous. Anyway, it's John Hall Birthday Bumper Music Monday is Salute what it you. is. Thank you. So we're saluting you with bumper music. And so Mike and I have chosen songs we think you like. Very nice. So for the first hour, did we do okay? You did great. We picked songs really, that you really actually great. do That's like. That's very strong. So we'll see how we do in the second okay. hour. Uh, Mike, you want to play something for us going out? And uh, coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about proof versus evidence. Professor Jeffrey P. Walensky from the Department of Physics at Grove City. Talk about it next. What do you know about physics, John? I don't know much, but I know Elvis Costello. Hold on. W-O-R-D. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Hey, many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. And so you know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the very best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings, 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins, because Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, because you're going to go without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So what are you waiting for? Call Todd Marley at Marley Financial now, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 or online at marleyfg.com. Hey everyone, this is Ed Glover from Urban Impact. It's time for today's Man Up Minute with Pastor Mark Bolton. A few years ago, I was taking a class called Soul Care with Dr. James Cofield, and he said something that just stayed with me. He said this, I'm paraphrasing him. He said, I'm given the privilege of living out Christ in one small portion of the world. To this one woman, I have the chance to live out the reality of Christ, and I have one primary calling. One woman in this universe ought not to be lonely, ought to be reflecting more glory 
because of my sacrifice on her behalf. And then he concluded, that is honor. That, I feel, is my calling as a husband, to make my wife feel that there is this space that's safe where she is reflecting glory because I, her husband, am making daily sacrifices on her behalf. Men, that's what marriage is all about. I hope you were encouraged by today's Man Up Minute. For more information on our Man Up Conference on June 9th, visit us online at manuppittsburgh.org. So what did you think? I was really impressed. You were right. Newcastle Christian Academy has a lot to offer. Couldn't you just see Lauren thriving there? Yeah. I really like that uh, Orton Gillingham. A reading specialist. I know. That could really help with her dyslexia. And all of those extracurricular activities. Hey, they have archery. I mean, how cool is that? And band and drama. And scholarships. Newcastle Christian Academy. Preschool through eighth grade. In the heart of Lawrence County at nccaed.org. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. In the wee small hours of the morning While the whole wide world is fast asleep You lie awake and think about the girl And never ever think of counting sheep. That's John Hall birthday bumper music Monday. Yeah. Okay, so there was a period in the mid 80s where I I would yearn for this girl. A particular girl? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. yeah. Do you uh, want to give the girl's name? uh, No. Okay. And I was working uh, as a bartender. You want to tell us anything about her? No. All right. And I was working as a bartender, and this that song was on the jukebox. It was A43 on the jukebox. <laughs> I, I must have played that song. I mean, guys at the bar would go, do not play that song again. Do not. <laughs> and, of course, the later in the night that it got on... Right. I would click that thing in. I must have heard. I must have heard that song five thousand times over mm-hmm. a short period of time. Yeah. So uh, thanks, you guys. Yeah. This is a. My birthday was Friday, so you're playing music that mm-hmm. I have connections with. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. H- however, for our next guest, it must make him feel really weird because you know. Well, maybe he's a Frank fan. I don't know. I think. Um, I mean, who wouldn't be a Frank fan? Jeff Walensky's with us, and uh, Jeff is joining us from Grove City College, where he uh, is part of the Department of Physics. And uh, Jeff uh, probably never had uh, Frank Sinatra. Song connected to your life, have you? No, that's a first. <laughs> okay, we'll see. I'm glad you're with us Very on the good, ride Jeff. home. Okay, so first off, Jeff, welcome in. We're happy you're here. Thanks. Glad to be here. Um, so, in thinking about how um, we could interact with your field of physics in a way that works for John and I and works with our listening audience, I, mean, I think the first thing I'd I'd want to say is that you know science can be intimidating for those of us mm-hmm. who aren't scientists. No doubt. Right. And um, and I'm sure you run into that um, in classes all the time. So can, before we talk before we talk about evidence and proof, can you talk about how you talk about science to people who aren't part of your discipline? 
boy, um, how do I talk to people about science who aren't part of my discipline? Yeah. Um, I, I think that really the fundamental uh, answer to that question is that <clears throat> science is something that, um, although it's it's probably uh, most effectively done by you know the kind of people you read about as Nobel Prize winners and stuff, and you know extremely talented people have deep insights. Every single human being, I think, enjoys the physical world and asks questions about the physical world. Yeah. So, you know, if you can't do, you know, differential equations in your head, which I certainly can't do, um, it doesn't mean that you can't appreciate the, the world that we live in, the physical world that we live in. So um, I, I understand that there's a lot of complexity, and that's the part that's intimidating, but the enjoyment of looking at the cool stuff around us, that's something which is universal. Hmm. And I think that really has to be the, the critical um, focus of discussions at all times, really. That's that's the key point. That's good. So, Jeff, I'm sure you hear this a lot, right? As a person of science, and we live in an increasingly scientific world, people always want proof, right? Mm-hmm. Give me the scientific proof that Christ walked this earth, that Jesus mm-hmm. is with us. But, you know, as a scientist and as a physicist, it's an impossible thing to do, isn't it? That's right. That's exactly right. I, and by the way, I want that just as much as everybody does. Everybody wants uh, rigorous um, uh, answers to questions that we, we just can't get. And that's mm-hmm. unfortunately not the world we live in. So what you can get is you can get evidence. So you acquire evidence and try to make sensible decisions based on you know um, looking at all of the aspects of a problem or question. But we'll never have um, a proof in symbolic logic that establishes with mathematical certainty just about anything in life. That's the way it goes. And in fact, that's exactly what Scripture says is supposed to be the case. We're supposed to walk by faith, not by sight. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I think that's really the critical, um, uh, something critical to keep in mind at all times, again, about this the, the issue of science and faith. So if we're not looking to the natural world for proof, um, mm-hmm. there's certainly, you know, the the heavens declare the glory of God. So, but there's there's evidence around us, and you know we're talking about natural evidence right now. But there's evidence in all sorts of sectors of life, whether you're talking about history or you're talking about you know looking at your own children or you're looking at you know you're looking at you know how a quarterback throws a, a ball down the field and it's caught by a wide receiver that's you know sixty yards away. I mean, there mm-hmm. are there are things that give us evidence that the world is ordered. So, how do you talk about that? Well, I think um, I, I think what it really comes down to is uh, again I, I I can't think of specific phenomena in physics. I can say, well, this clearly indicates that you know Christianity is correct. Um, it's just really hard to do that, and I, I think that probably all of my colleagues and students would would pretty much agree with that statement. It's very difficult to come away with incontrovertible evidence that you know Christianity is just the truth. I think you have to. Um, you have to look at the world through the eyes of a believer and say, and, and determine whether or not the world, uh, your, um, it, it's Christianity is consistent with mm-hmm. the, the things that we observed in science, and that is absolutely true. I, I've never seen any issue, any um, showstoppers that would suggest to me that Christianity is not a very plausible and, in fact, an extremely attractive um, worldview to mm-hmm. have. From Grove City College, Professor Jeffrey Walensky joins us. We're talking about physics and evidence for God's creation. So what about that, Jeff? When Have you been to seminars or gatherings of Christian scientists who actively get together to break down things like this? 
Not really, no. There are some people that really enjoy that kind of thing. I know I certainly know people that are uh, very interested in origins, um, and that's certainly you know not an unimportant area, but it's just something that's never really um, been of a major interest to me. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. It's not because I don't care about that thing. It's because when I look at Scripture and I look at science, um, every all the data that we have in science is accompanied by error bars, basically uncertainties. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in some sense, those are the critical aspects of the most important aspects of the data is what is the range of that data over which I can have some confidence that it's actually correct. And when I look at essentially the error bars, the uncertainties associated with both the science of things like, for instance, you know, origins of the earth and stuff like that, and I see that they're, you know, fairly large, they're not uh, they're not tiny, but they're not, um, uh, I'm sorry, they're not humongously big, but they're not um, tiny either. There is some, you know, width to them in some sense. There's also a, a breadth, uh, a width to our understanding of what the scriptures mean about, you know, statements that might have an impact on science or have re- be related to science. Hmm. And the long and the short of it is this. I'm firmly convinced that the over, that there is overlap between the error bars in theology and in interpretation of scripture and stuff, and the error bars in science, so that in the end it's all going to work out. And where it works out, what actually ends up being the truth that is both consistent with science and, and scripture and Christianity, I don't know what that is. And in some sense, I, that's never been one of the things that has really grasped me. I've, I've wrestled with other problems and thought about other things, I think, in my walk with God and in my science, but, but not so much that. I know a lot of people do, but it's just never... It just doesn't really float my yeah, boat. I would like take that. Yeah. And, you know, John and I both believe that we're called to be students of the world. So, yeah. you know, our, our specialty isn't science. And, our spe- you know, we read all sorts of things, all sorts of different topics. But learning to grow in your Christian faith and being open to ideas and open to disciplines you don't know anything about. I mean, I think that's the thing that gets us excited is that mm-hmm. there are people who study physics who are trying to pursue it in a way that is God honoring doesn't mean that they're mm-hmm. Christian physicists or Christians or Christian biologists or microbiologists, whatever it is, that they're people who are striving to honestly serve God well by being excellent in their science. Um, yeah, I think that's the key. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. and and so we so first of all, thank you for doing that um, in your discipline and also for teaching students to to follow in that way as well. But let's get into some specifics about physics. Now, this is where John and I are going to be super out of our depth. So yep. this is this is mm-hmm. going to be the best and most entertaining portion for sure. Where we're going to talk about because we've got nothing. <laughs> However, you did send us something about fermion boson statistics, and I have to know mm-hmm. exactly. First of all, I don't what even know that? what that is. Okay. Well, let me tell you, as I, as I thought about, you know, what remarks I'd make on the show, I, I, I know that it would be um, preferable in some sense if I could say something very glitzy and very sensational. No, we don't care about glitzy or sensational, no. don't well, worry about it. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's what a lot of people would probably like to hear. I know I would like to hear that oftentimes when I tune into a program. But unfortunately, life isn't like that. Things aren't always as, you know, I can't make some firm statement about, well, this particular phenomenon in physics proves that the Bible is correct. But I think that there are a lot of things through my career that I've seen that are very interesting and have applications in our walk with God, and I think are probably ultimately kind of the thumbprints of the Creator. Mm. But, you know, you you have to see that from a distance. You can't look at it and say, oh, that's obviously, that means that God exists. But you can look at it and say, well, that's consistent with God. And then I think someday, way down the road, we're going to look back from the kingdom and say, oh, yeah, that really was the real deal. That was really God at work. 
but it's not clear right now. It's not obvious to people right now. It's just a hint, just a hint. So getting to the specific thing I wanted to mention, something that I think is, is very interesting um, that I think sets science apart from, from some disciplines um, is that the, we, we believe ideas with, with rigor. That is, when we, when we have an idea that we're entertaining and we want to use it as the basis of a physical model, you have to really suck all the truth out of it and take it seriously to the full extent that you can. Mm-hmm. An example of this is uh, the notion of, um, well, I mentioned fermions and bosons, but let me go back just a step before that. If you take uh, a subatomic particle like an electron and you put another electron next to it and say, well, what's the difference between these two? Do they look alike? Well, most people would probably say, well, yeah, they're, you know, they're both subatomic particles. They probably are the same. So, you know, they're pretty much identical. And the physicists would agree with that statement. You know, if they're the basic building blocks, amongst other things, but they are one of the basic building blocks of nature, then any two electrons should look the same. That means if you put them into a state where there are two electrons that are sort of nearby and they're in some collective sort of group and you consider them as one object, then that means if you really believe that these two electrons are identical, it means that they are rigorously indistinguishable. You cannot put a little mark of white paint on one of them and say, oh, well, I'm going to keep track of this electron, and I can always tell that this guy is different from the other guy. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you just can't do that. It's in, it's in principle impossible to do that. Well, if you really believe that, if you're serious about that, then you have to make sure that in your mathematics that is also expressed. And the way you do that is by doing something called properly symmetrizing the wave functions meaning that when you write down an expression that describes these two electrons, you have to make it so that when you turn your back and then on the piece of paper that you're writing your calculations on and turn around and look at it, somebody could have switched the identities of those electrons, and if they're really indistinguishable, you will not be able to tell the difference. Now, mathematically, there's a very easy way to do that. I mean, it sounds kind of weird, probably, what I'm saying right now. (laughs) If you saw the equations, it would be completely sensible. Mm Mm-hmm. But as I'm saying it over the radio and people are trying to drive home, there's, there's no way they're going to necessarily get this unless they're sort of familiar with this field. I understand that. But there is a way to really enforce indistinguishability. All right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense Yeah, so and, and what does that tell us? Okay. Well, what that tells us is that when you enforce this condition, you find that there are two ways you can do it. There's a way in which you symmetri- well, actually you symmetrize the wave function or anti-symmetrize it, meaning that in the case of symmetrization, you, when you flop these elect- flip-flop the electrons around, you end up with exactly the same object you had before. The, wa- the so-called wave function is not changed. But in the case of other particles, you have to anti-symmetrize the wave function. Wave function. That means when you flip-flop them around, you pick up a negative sign. Now, that's okay because it turns out that in quantum mechanics, which we think is probably the, the, one of the basic theories that governs how nature uh, behaves, we can't actually see the wave function. It ends up being the square of the wave function, so the negative sign disappears. But the fact that you've picked up this negative sign means that symmetrized versus anti-symmetrized wave functions are different. And it turns out that they have different properties that are completely physically measurable. And if you don't do this procedure of taking seriously that electrons, for instance, are really indistinguishable from each other, you'll write down equations that are wrong. Hmm. They will not correctly predict phenomena in the laboratory. And in fact, I'll go a step further and say that it turns out that electrons 
are a type of particle called a fermion, which must exist in totally anti-symmetric states. They must be anti-symmetrized. Other particles, which are in that same category, are protons and neutrons, which also make up normal matter. You may have heard of these mm-hmm. things, make yes. up atoms. The other types of, the other category of particles are called bosons, and the most common example of those are uh, photons, just visible light, basically. Those actually have to engage in, or behave in symmetric wave functions. So, when you apply these rules to the different types of particles, and most importantly to electrons, because most of matter is made of, well, atoms which are made of electrons, and the electrons are the things that govern a lot of the behavior that we see every day, it turns out that the, that the predictions that you make based on these anti-symmetrized wave functions are completely consistent with our observations. And in mm-hmm. fact, I'll go a step further and say that basically it counts for, I'd say, arguably the vast majority of chemistry. Chemistry is pretty much anti-symmetrized wave functions due to electrons in physics. Mm. And so you can make the argument that's yeah, so you're so you're saying professor then that what that tells us if we're if we're looking at the at the world Pushing generally in. is that mm-hmm. it's discoverable and that there it can be predicted? Um, I think that's definitely part of it, but the 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 particular direction I wanted to go in with this where I thought this was very interesting and where I find it's actually useful to think about this as a believer, is that if I claim to believe something about God, and then I wonder, is this really true or not? I mean, you know, I don't have, like, you know, fiery handwriting in the sky, you know, every time I want some answer to prayer or something. It right. just doesn't happen. So how do I become more convinced that my faith is genuine and that it's not a bunch of hooey? Well, you certainly look at physical evidence. You look at, you know... Um, Evidence for the resurrection is a, is a key thing. I, I think that that's a pretty solid um, historical event. Yes. You look at you know uh, uh, evidence in literature and archaeology and stuff. I think that makes sense. But in terms of our everyday life, what else do we have? Well, I think the key thing here is that you live out your faith. You look at statements in Scripture and you put your weight on them. Mm-hmm. And as you live them, and as you really believe them, I think you find that your Christianity becomes more evidently valid. Mm -hmm. You start establishing more evidence that it is actually correct. And that's what we're supposed to do. I mean, it says in um, uh, 2 Peter that we're supposed to um, be more, add add these various qualities that he talks about, faith and virtue and knowledge and self-control, to our lives so that um, it'll basically establish uh, the certainty of of our calling and our election, which to me makes sense that that also includes the certainty of our whole belief system. I'll give, you, I'll give you a particular example, too, which I think is, is really uh, maybe important and useful for the listeners that are driving home right now. One of the places where I find it most difficult to be a Christian is in a car. You know, you drive and, you know, people are rude on the road and, you know, you see uh, the traffic jams and it's aggravating and frustrating. And I don't know how many times I've thought about this where, you know, I'm getting worked up about something. I think, wait a minute, I'm a believer I believe God is sovereign, including over the traffic, and I believe he's loving. And so I should be able to calm down and say, okay, so I'm going to be, you know, 20 minutes late for my meeting or something like that. God didn't lose track of things. That's in his control. Mm-hmm. I have to just trust him with that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an example of what I'm talking about. If you really believe that, then put your money where your put mouth your money, is right. and actually act on that. <laughs> right. I love it. Believe it with rigor. That's very good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I Professor Wilinski, thanks an awful lot. Uh, it's fascinating. Kath and I probably catch a touch of that, but we appreciate your time here with us. Sure.
Grove City College, Pastor Jeffrey Polinski, Department of Physics. Here's your song again, John. Uh, how do you bookend a physicist with Frank Sinatra? Only on the ride home with John and Kathy. <laughs> The nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Mack, Fortin and Country, Jeremy Camp, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more. Plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adamson, Abdu Murray, Vince Vitale, and more. Four jam-packed days of music, as well as inspiring worship and teaching on our new worship stage, where the Word of God is shared in spirit and in truth. Plus children's entertainment, candle lighting service, camping under the stars, and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast, with over 75 bands and speakers, June 27th through the 30th. Tickets and more available online at creationfest.com. Don't miss out on Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer. Maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rhema Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RhemaChristianSchool.org. That's a passion of mine, serving an underserved population. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock on treating special needs patients. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. It takes some patience. That's about it. And I try to provide that with every one of my patients, special needs or not. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. On Perry Highway in Wexford, visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Patchy clouds around tonight. Temperature seasonable, though, a low of 51 degrees. A blend of clouds and sunshine expected tomorrow. Could see a spotty shower or thunderstorm in the afternoon with a high of 74. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night, a low of 55. Then a warmer day on Wednesday. It will be dry with partial sunshine. An afternoon high up to 78 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Oh, give me... Your lips for just a moment And my imagination Will make that moment live mm, Give me what you alone can give 
Okay, so my birthday was Friday, so Kath and Mike have, have given me a birthday present by playing bumper music of favorite music of mine. Mm-hmm. That's Louis Armstrong. I mean, are you kidding Louis me? Louis Armstrong. Satchmo. That's like him. It's like the apex of Louis yeah, right there. It's it sure is. so awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been cool to see Louis Armstrong, you know, before he became sort of sanitized for a white audience, mm-hmm. to see him like yeah. in the club somewhere in I've Chicago? I've thought a lot about that. Have you? I have. Or in New Orleans, where he was from. Uh-huh. And I've thought about... I wished I could see that. But also, you know what is so interesting is that his art was so deep inside him that he never, even though he was sanitized, he never became, he never lost his edge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He never did. It was just, he was so deep into his thing that you couldn't, even if you put like a white choir behind him, it wouldn't mar him. Right. You know? Like when you would see Louis Armstrong like in Hello, Dolly, right? Um he became something else later on right. in life. You know, he was sort of through the prism of a white America. Yes, and that's very true. You know? And he was backed by a lot of like super square oh. white choirs in a lot of that. <laughs> he was. But it's, but it's still, how, the how, gra- how great do you have to be to not be held back by that? No, you got to be super. Oh, it's just major, major talent. Happy birthday, John. Yeah, thanks an awful lot. Mm. Uh, birthday was Friday, but you know, Kath and Mike are celebrating it with me today. Because so. we didn't have, we weren't here. That's good. We took a couple of days off. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being born. Yeah, well, my pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, in a little bit, we're going to talk about five reasons why our next guest does not sit with her husband in church. Maybe they're fighting. I think they have a little better reasons than that. Okay. Stick around for that. Having debt does put stress on a marriage, on your health. It just starts mounting up, especially with the interest. It just goes up. So I could definitely see there was stress in Lindsay, and that would spill over into our relationship and and how we related to each other. Ben and Lindsay called nonprofit Christian credit counselors to stop the creditor calls, lower their interest rate, and get one monthly payment they could afford. The situation's definitely improved, and it's such a difference to not borrow to get things and you actually save to get them. It's a liberating feeling. At Christian Credit Counselors, your freedom from debt is their number one priority. On average, their clients become debt-free up to 80% faster. It's definitely freedom. See how much Christian Credit Counselors can save you. Call a personal credit counselor for your free, no-obligation debt analysis. Call 800-557-1985. Your journey to financial freedom begins now. Call 800-557-1985 or visit ChristianCreditCounselors.org. ChristianCreditCounselors.org. Call 800-557-1985. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. 
When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day. And our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. If you had to replace everything in your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventec Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product. And they'll even move it for you while repairs are made with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Keep your cool with Ventec Refrigeration. 412-793-0661. Stars shining bright above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you I love you Little Ella Fitzgerald singing in mm. the It's my birthday bumper music Happy birthday to me Happy birthday to you, Doug Thank you Hey, um, I, I don't know about you I, Don't you enjoy sitting with your husband uh, during worship? Well, now what kind of question is that? What if I said no? Well, I mean... No, I don't enjoy sitting with my husband anymore. But some... Well, yeah, of course. Well, our next guest, Rebecca McLaughlin, has written a wonderful piece called Five Reasons Why I Don't Always Sit With My Husband in Church. Rebecca holds a PhD from Cambridge University, a theology degree from Oak Hill Seminary in London. She's a regular writer for the Gospel Coalition. You can follow Rebecca McLaughlin on Twitter or online with her wonderful blog, RebeccaMcLaughlin.org. Rebecca, welcome back. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thanks, John. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you. Okay, Rebecca, so you're not sitting with your husband in worship. Are you two fighting? <laughs> uh, occasionally, but that's that's not the reason. Mm-hmm. I think we have a Christian cultural norm which says that families should sit together in church. Yes. And I think that's absolutely right. I just think we have the definition of family wrong. Oh, mm-hmm. so go into that then. So give us reason number one why you and your husband don't always sit together. So the first reason is that if families all sit together in the sense of biological families, then outsiders feel like outsiders when they walk in. So if we're all in our neat little biological pods and somebody comes in who's single or by themselves for whatever reason, or even a new family comes into church, we're not actually extending a biblical welcome to them and regarding them as part of this church family, which is a much broader biblical concept than mum, dad, and 2.4 kids. Mm-hmm. And so you, what, you split up and you just sit. I mean, do you, are you actively, I mean, I don't don't mean to like dissect this too particularly and like take the joy out of it, but like, are you specifically looking for new people or are you just sitting alone? So in case a new person comes up, you're going to be more open or welcoming. Yes, I don't know about your churches, but we go to a a wonderful, diverse, gospel-centered church, and we go to the early service, which is predominantly families, though not exclusively so. 
every time we walk into church on a Sunday morning, we'll see some individuals sitting by themselves, usually at the end of rows, and it's often people we don't recognize. Mm-hmm. So we tend to, uh, in a hopefully non-creepy way, slightly loiter at the back until folks have sat where they're going to sit. And if we see someone sitting by themselves, we think, great, this is a chance for us to go either meet with a new brother or sister and welcome them into the family that's here, or to meet with somebody who's wandered into church for whatever reason, doesn't know Christ, and the welcome that they receive could define whether they are open to the gospel or not. Right. So, One person there, sometimes there are a couple of people in different places. Uh, if it's a guy and a, and a lady, then I'll go sit with the lady and my husband will go sit with the guy. So, Rebecca, you know, so you, you paraphrase it by saying, you know, not to be too creepy. But, I mean, I'll go back to be whenever I was a new Christian, I just wanted to go into the church and sort of sit and sort of take it all in, kind of look from a, you know, a bird's eye view. And if someone would have sat down next to me, although I would have appreciated it, it would have creeped me out. And I probably would have mm. gotten up and left. <laughs> so, obviously, we have to be sensitive to other people's signals. I think part of the reason I actually wrote this piece initially for Christianity Today's women's section is that I think often as women, we can get away with more than a man coming and sitting next to a random woman in church, right. particularly as a blessing of two small children. And most people aren't threatened by a woman with two small children. Right. They, you know, it's kind of easier to connect in, in certain ways. And I think, it, obviously, some people, particularly if they're more introverted or if they're nervous about church, may not want to engage in a deep theological conversation right off the bat. And you can sense that, but but even in those cases, people often appreciate just having somebody notice them, come sit with them through the service, make them feel like they're part of something. And I've, I've honestly had multiple messages from people in the last couple of weeks since this article came out saying that they have experienced extreme loneliness in church as they've come either after they've lost a spouse through death or through sad divorce situations or coming as a single person in the first instance to church and looking around at a sea of families and just feeling isolated in a way that no Christian in church should. That's good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I appreciate that, Rebecca. Um, Now, do people in your church body, I mean, they know you, so they know that you do this. When you first started doing this, did they say, hey, are you guys fighting? You know, I've had the question a number of times, and the most recent time it was asked was what prompted me to write this article a couple of months ago, and that was a friend saying, you know, you are you and Brian, okay? And I said, yeah, why? And she said, well, I noticed you weren't sitting together in church. Okay, right. And I had to explain to her at that point what our thinking on this question was, that for us, particularly on a Sunday morning, it's more important to prioritize the needs of newcomers or people who you know, may just want some company in church for whatever reason than to sit together, which we could do any other night of the week or any other morning of the week. Right. I mean, I love this, Rebecca, because, you know, a lot of people think that evangelism stops and starts at the front door of the church, but, you know, you're actively evangelizing in many ways while the service is going on, yeah? Well, and I think part of it is just recognizing what church is. We, We think that we go with our families to church and then we leave with our families after church. And actually, as we enter into church, we meet our family. It was striking to me when... Jesus' mother and brothers come to him one time when he is preaching and somebody comes to him with a message and says, hey, you know, your mum and your brothers and sisters are outside. And Jesus says, who are my mother and brothers? Those who hear the word of God are my mother and brother and sister. Yes. So if, if Jesus' view of family is that it is God's people together rather than those with whom you happen to be related or married, 
then I think that needs to be our definition as well. I see. So in all the time that you and your husband have chosen not to sit together at church for this really excellent reason, have have there been, you know, the moments of the agony of defeat and the triumph of the victory? I mean, can, can you talk about those moments? So there is always a risk and there is always vulnerability anytime we open ourselves up to another person. And that's true in any kind of relational context. And there have certainly been times when I've invited somebody to come sit with me or I've gone, sit, gone to sit with them and it's been hard to tell whether I've made them feel welcomed or made them feel kind of weird. But I, I vividly remember one time when I, I welcomed a woman who I'd seen hovering at the back of the church during the singing at the beginning of the service. And I'd looked around and I thought, oh gosh, I really don't want her to just not know where to sit or who to sit with. Yes. So I beckoned to her and she looked at me like I must be looking, you know, beckoning to somebody else. And I thought, oh, she didn't get the message. And in that moment, I I said to myself and to the Lord, would I rather her think, gosh, these people are too friendly, or would I rather her leave this church after the service thinking, I showed up and nobody cared? Mm. So I thought, I'm just going to take the risk. I went over and I said, please come sit with us. We talked a little after the service. I couldn't tell whether she, again, was just kind of nervously freaked out or whether it had meant anything to her. And then I got a message from an email from our pastor halfway through the week saying, she had filled in a, a visitor's card and said um, that she'd been welcomed by this European lady with two small children and how much it had meant to her. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, so that, that's, that's wonderful. That's what yeah. of yes. when I'm, I'm trying to take that risk. Now, if I could feign an English accent, perhaps that would help my evangelistic efforts as well. Because there's something about there's something about being the European lady that you referenced that, you know, is right. a sort of door opener, isn't it? Right. I think it, God has intentionally put us together in church families that are hopefully quite diverse. And we have all the language of us being one body, which again is an incredibly intimate picture that doesn't mean we should be sort of splitting up into these different little pods. But I think it also means that within each church, there will be different kinds of people who may be able to welcome people in unique ways. And there are some, probably some people who I'm not the best person to welcome than my husband is or my children are. And so... I think even as we think about parenting, I, I certainly want to bring bring up my kids to realize that their role in church starts now rather mm-hmm. than it being something, you know, one day in the future, you'll be released from your the sort of safety of your immediate family and expected to be part of God's people, welcoming outsiders and manifesting this kind of love. I want them to learn that from the ground up. That's excellent. Uh, Rebecca, I really admire yeah, your I moxie. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah the moxie is really, it's really good and strong. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. It's an encouragement to me and uh, to Kath. I hope to our audience as well. Thanks for being with us. Great. Thanks, John Kathy. Our pleasure. Rebecca McLaughlin, you can find her online, her excellent uh, blog, Rebecca org. Five reasons why I don't always sit with my husband in church. dream of me Stars fading, but I linger on dear. Oh, how you linger on. Still craving your kiss. How you crave my kiss. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Right now. 
There are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. The question is, what did you get her for Mother's Day? Tom. A socket set? No. Stanley. A vacuum cleaner? No. Michael. Tickets to Ladies Night Out with Amy Barnes? Correct. Tell him what he's won. Michael, you win hero status when you send her and a friend to Ladies Night Out Friday, May 11th at Impact Christian Church Moon Township. A night of carefree shopping, VIP dining, and side-splitting entertainment with comedian Amy Barnes. Friday, Mother's Day weekend. RSVP now at wordfm.com. I don't remember what day it was And I didn't notice what time it was You guys are funny All I know is that I fell in love So this is a new, this is a redo And if all my dreams come true I'll be spending time with you Oh, I love you more today than yesterday But not as much as That's excellent. That's, that's a lot of fun. Three best friends, man. Yeah, yeah. They sound very, pretty very nice. good. So good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the bumper music, the mm-hmm. birthday music that you've been giving me. Very nice. What else going on? Well, you know, there's a few things here and there, John, that yeah, are going wait, wait. on. How about the Clark Bar? Clark Bar, about- apparently. Okay, so I think we talked about this last week, uh, the Clark Bar. So... Do you like a Clark Bar? Well, now not you hate a Clark Bar. I don't hate to... it. I like a Clark Bar very much. I'm just trying not to eat one. Okay, so growing up as a kid here in the city of Pittsburgh, I had like this, like you know, allegiance. Of course, to we all did. Anything that was a Pittsburgh thing, right. I, you know, I'm gonna you know eat if you, Isley's if, chip tan. And if you're gonna choose pop, between a Butterfinger and a Clark Bar, you're picking a Clark Bar. I'm picking a Clark Bar. Of course you are. So then one day, you know, Clark Bar went up and left. They, you know, the company got sold, and, and the cool sign went away. Yeah, remember the Clark Bar and yes. Grill? You know? Yes. So, the company that bought the Clark Bar, you know, kept it going on, and I appreciate that, but it wasn't part of Pittsburgh anymore. Now, last week, that company that bought the Clark Bar, they said that they may go out of business, that they were going to file for bankruptcy. So, there was this mad rush, and even, you know, the guys in the strip, all the candy retailer wholesalers in the strip are filling all these orders for Clark Bars. Turns out that this is good news. The Clark Bars are here to stay for now. The company, instead of going bankrupt and reorganizing, has instead decided to sell off some of their product. Mm. So the Clark Bars are selling off Clark Bars again. So Clark Bar has been kicked down the road a little bit further, but it looks like I can't. I got to be honest. I cannot tell you the last time I had a Clark. No, me neither. Now let me ask you this: Did you ever do the AB? Did you ever do the Butterfinger next to a Clark Bar? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference? Uh, I think the Clark Bar is redder inside. Is that right? Uh, redder? Like the, you mean the, the ins- physical yeah, appearance the, yeah. of the Clark Bar? is a little darker? I, I can't speak to that. Uh, to me, I always thought the Clark Bar was a little skinnier, although longer. The Clark And the, the Butterfinger was just kind of more of a poof, like a, a chunk. But they're both milk chocolate. Yeah. Right? They're pretty much indistinguishable, I th- I'd say, one from the other, taste, taste-wise. Except we'd always choose the Clark Bar. I would. Mike, do you have any input on this? Mike, I've never had a Clark Bar, ever. 
No, really? you're, you're pre Clark. You're, I mean, you're I post Clark so. Bar. I may have had one when I was really, really young, but I don't remember. You don't all. find them like you used to. No. We, you know, when we were kids growing up, they were in every candy store in every corner they in the were. town that I lived in. Right. Now it's kind of, you know, it's got to be a big candy selection for you to find a Clark Bar because Butterfinger's essentially taken over. But I do love, I love Butterfinger. Do you love a Butterfinger? Yes. Yeah, man. That's Why good are we stuff. talking about this? This is not helpful to me. <laughs> For your sugar-free pledge. It's my two-week sugar-free, and now I'm thinking about Clark Bars, and now you did the Prantles Burn Almond segment. Well, you know what? It's kind of funny Golly. that you, you copped to losing those two pounds, because I thought... Two and a she, half. She looks a little skinnier today. <laughs> you didn't think No, that. I really did. Get honest. out of here. No. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.